0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Monday, February 22nd edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I will be running this one solo today for you good guys and, and girls. Uh, we have a nice six-game slate on the docket. We had that Spurs game canceled uh, a week ago now, uh, but we are on a six-game schedule. Assuming that Houston and Dallas, who are both hosting games, are able to continue uh, to to get some games in there because they also haven't played in a little while. Uh, Dallas did not play all week. Houston had the last couple of games canceled when they were home because of the ongoing crisis in in a storm that was in Texas. I know a lot of people are getting their power back, but let's hope that um everybody gets it back rather quickly and we'll see if this these games can be played as of now. They are both on, so we're going to operate as if they are going to be uh, played. Uh, but yeah, we like I mentioned, we have a six-game slate here, which I'm going to tackle for you guys, and I'm going to get right into it. Uh, before I do that, though, I do want to shout out our guys over at MyBookie. If you're not getting on the bets at, as of now, you're going to want to do it. Our guys over on the wagering uh, wager pass over there uh, by led by devin and and everybody else that they're they're killing it uh so give them a give them a look on twitter give them a look on our hoop ball wager pass and then go on my bookie and enter the promo code hoop ball that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks honestly it's as simple as signing up enter the promo code hoop ball and get your deposit start betting with my bookie you're gonna win some cash it's it's fun and they have they have a casino as well which i play all the time uh and they also have real live dealers in some of their casino games i know a lot of people don't like to do the uh, the computer the virtual poker virtual blackjack i was a little skeptical at first too but they do have real live dealers that they have video cameras on you could watch them do it as that uh, as you're doing it as you're playing if that's something you're also uh interested in like i'm Telling you, it is really fun. Uh, this, I'm not a skeptic anymore. And I also want to let you guys know about our good guys, good friends over at uh, Manscaped, uh, the number one below the waist groomer in the USA and possibly the world. I can't remember. Uh, but listen up, guys. We have a new Manscaped product alert. It just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see. Here's sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven downstairs. So Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000-motor-powered rpm 360 degree rotary dual blade system so it's, it's intelligent contour design enhances the trimming experience and it is waterproof so it makes for a great and easy operating and cleaning system so guys you can do this and you can use this thing um weed whacker it has a Rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes. If you want this and more great products over at Manscaped, head on over to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's hoopball A L L two zero. You get 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL20. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Okay, guys, we're going to jump right into this one. This one's going to be pretty... Fairly quick. It's it's only it's a solo podcast, so we don't have to go. Uh, there's no back and forth. I already have the guys that I liked out, and and there's a lot of news as usual. As we, I, I always repeat as I'm on here, it's a lot of news to to keep an eye on out out for, uh, and especially when in this first game. So this first game is the Chicago Bulls at the Houston Rockets. This one starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When uh, we have a spread for five of these games, I'm doing this one a little bit earlier. But we have a spread for five of the six games. Uh, We have an over-under for three of these games. So this one does not have a game total as of yet. A lot of news on the Rockets' side. But the Rockets are one-point home favorites. Yes, Uh, they have a lot of shaking on their side, but they're one-point home favorites. So on the Bulls' side, we have Chandler Hutchison, Laurie Markkinen, and Otto Porter Jr. all out. On the Rockets, we have Dante Exum, Kevin Porter Jr., and Christian Wood out. We have PJ Tucker as probable, Demarcus Cousins as questionable, a couple of days after they said they're going to release him. Weird. Uh, Victor Oladipo as doubtful. And they said Oladipo missed parts of practice on Sunday, so he's probably not going to play. So we can look at that one. Uh, and on the Chicago side, we'll start with them since they're the, the away team. Few guys I like. You look at the price tags, you see Levine, and then everybody else is six K or under. I think in this matchup, you can attack Levine. There's there's a couple guys on this slate that uh, you're, you're looking. We we have four guys over 10 K, and Bradley Beal, who's right under 10 K. Uh, but I think Levine is in a great matchup. Uh, the Rockets don't guard guards as well, um, and and they're just getting blown off the court when they played. They haven't played in a few. They missed their last two games, uh, so I don't know exactly what kind of uh, shape they're in and, and if they're ready to go they might start off very slow and Zach Levine has been on fire so I don't mind paying that you get a little bit of a discount compared to the other guys in in, in other games uh, like a Lillard and, and that late game that we'll get to and I like Owen Levine I think he makes for a very very good option here um, and outside of Levine I think we have a couple options in that more mid-tier price like Dad Young he's he's Hasn't been doing what he did when he first busted onto the scene uh, a couple weeks ago, but at 5'8", he's still a very good value, so I I don't mind going there, and then this matchup, the Rockets might have to play small, Uh, that's what they're trying to go, they're trying to go younger and smaller, and DeMarcus Cousins is questionable for this one, so they might be forced to play P.J. Tucker at the 5, Tate at the 4, so... Dad Young will be in his element, going against lesser or people similar to his size. I don't, so I like him there. Uh, Patrick Williams, Wendell Carter Jr. five three or five one and five three respectively. I think they'll both be in solid matchups. Uh, I I don't mind taking stabs at either of those guys too. Garrett Temple for just a slightly lower. I'd rather have Williams than Temple, but four eight if you desperately need that three hundred and you um, you fall there. And Sadoransky at 4-2 is another option that I, I, I really like here. Uh, he's the cheapest of all these guys that I'm mentioning, and he is fairly safe, and he's going to be playing. Uh, he's probably going to see extra minutes especially if this game gets out of hand or stays competitive. He's taking Kobe White's minutes, playing a lot better defense and stabilizing that point guard position. Um, so I'll have a couple stabs with those guys like Thad Young, Wendell Carter Jr., Patrick Williams. If I have to get fall on Temple, I won't hate it. And I like Sadoransky. Uh, compared, and also Levine, who's, who's the high guy. But there's some a lot of value to be found on this this Bulls team, and I, I don't mind attacking with a couple spots there. I'm not going to have all of those guys in my lineup, but I'll have bits and pieces of them in, in different combinations there. Um, and on the flip side, it's really about who's in and who's out. So we know Wood is out. Oladipo is probably, is most likely out. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is a big question mark here. If he's in, and he's going to play a certain amount of minutes. Uh, We'll we'll have to see if he's going to play a ton of minutes because they did say that they want to get rid of him. Maybe they just uh, throw him in one more game or two more games until they get healthy enough and then get rid of him, play him as much as he can, and then cast him off. Uh, They did guarantee his contract. Or maybe they're just really going to phase him out immediately. Uh, Maybe not phase him out completely, but... About 20 22 minutes and he's not going to over they're not going to overextend him that's big news because if he's going to play 30 something minutes at 6-4 against this bulls front court i really like him if he's only going to play 20 minutes at 6-4 he's not a terrible option but i think we can go another direction. so that's going to be something that i'm going to have to we're going to have to keep an eye on out for or our eye out for um but And if he doesn't play, it it helps out Tate. It helps out Tucker. I'm not huge on Tate's price tag at 5'9". I think we have other value there and uh, and people around his price tag that we can feel more comfortable with. And one of them is Eric Gordon. At 6'3", I really like Eric Gordon. I didn't mention Wall. We can go to Wall at 8K, but we're probably going to have some exposure to guys higher priced. So uh, if you're playing more balanced, John Wall makes for a great great guy to balance with. Uh, I like Eric Gordon at 6'3", like I said great matchup just the Bulls don't play really good defense Uh, and Kobe White keeps getting benched for his defense Carter Jr. a lot of these guys are getting in the doghouse because they're not playing great defense Um, I was looking at Nwaba and Sterling Brown for cheaper options if uh, especially if Cousins doesn't play that means everybody gets bumped down everybody gets extra minutes so those guys are in play for me if there's no Cousins and P.J. Tucker if there's Cousins or if there's not Cousins, 3,500 is really small. Uh, and, and we know the Bulls like to play small at their backup uh, center position, and, and Thad young can been playing a lot of backup five. So uh, P.J. Tucker's going to get extra minutes here, and they're trying to showcase him for a trade, even though people like him for what they know they're expecting, and especially if Cousins doesn't play. I mean, this guy's locked in for a heavy workload. The upside is never great with him, but 3,500, if you plug him into your lineup, you're okay with that. Uh, So I think there's some value to be found here. It depends on the cousins news because cousins will shake this entire lineup because they want to play smaller. They want to play younger and without cousins, they will be able to do that. And everybody that plays on the wings will be playing the two, the three, sometimes even the four. So I will keep out, keep an eye out for cousins, but we do have some value here on this, this Rockets team. This next game, uh, we have the Memphis Grizzlies at the Dallas Mavericks. We, have a spread for this one, just like the first one, but we do not have an over-under. Uh, the spread is the Mavericks are four-and-a-half point home favorites. This game starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and on the as far as the injury report, we have the Grizzlies have Dylan Brooks, already ruled out, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sean McDermott, uh, Killian Tilly, all out. Then on the Mavs side, we have nobody that's not in the G League, out. Uh, So they have a very healthy roster for the first time in a while. Starting on the away side with the Grizzlies, I'm not huge on a lot of these guys, uh, but I do like the front court options. I do like J-Val at 7-2, and I do like Brandon Clark at 5-5. I think both of those guys are in very good matchups, whether Clark starts or not. I know that the uh, Taylor Taylor Jenkins and this this Grizzlies team likes to play a deep rotation, but you can count on these guys. Like J Val put up 27 points, fantasy points in only 25 minutes last night, uh, or the other night, and he put up 37 in 30 minutes of the game before, 42 in 28 the game before that. He is a point per minute stud in this in this league right now uh, in, in fantasy. So even if he's seeing about 30 or even 28, I think he hits value here. There's not. Uh, the Mavericks don't have great front court depth. Uh, they play Kleba a lot, but they also play Porzingis a lot at the 5. And Porzingis is, is looking shaky to me, and he hasn't played in a week, so we don't know exactly what this entire Dallas team will, be look, will look like when they play. Uh, but I think J-Val is in a fantastic spot, and at 7-2, I really like going there. Uh, especially, like I mentioned, if you're going wall or a more balanced lineup, he makes for a perfect center at his price tag in Clark, bit cheaper at five five. You can play him at power forward and center. Also in a fantastic matchup. He'll see a lot of Porzingis. He'll play some five. Uh he'll see some Dorian Finney Smith. I think the matchup advantage for him is a good one. And I, I will like to attack him there. Uh, knowing that Dylan Brooks is out, they don't have to um they can just put Kyle Anderson back at the three, Clark at the four and insert maybe Grayson Allen or whoever they're feeling at the shooting guard position. Uh, so Dylan Brooks's absence helps Clark possibly stay in that starting lineup. Uh, those are the two guys I like the most, and I will throw in this guy because he just came back. And while he played terribly, he he did play a lot more minutes than I thought he would. And he's only thirty six hundred right now, and that's Justice Winslow, <clears throat> another guy. If you're if you're Looking deep and, and a cheap guy with some upside at thirty six hundred, he won't kill you if he doesn't score twenty fantasy points. Uh, but if he's going to play twenty one minutes in that first game, I know he took fourteen shots. The game was out of hand, so they just let him shoot. But he's going to be pretty much running that second unit. That's what Taylor Jenkins said. That's how they're going to ease him in. They're going to have him run the second unit for now until uh, he gets his feet feet under him, his legs under him. Uh, but if he's going to take ten shots or so, play twenty or so minutes. Uh, he He can bring some value back. he might miss a lot of shots, which he does. he misses free throws, he misses shots, but we don't get penalized for that. He gets points, rebounds, and assists, and that's what we're looking for. He gets some defensive stats. I think thirty six hundred it's not you're not really uh hurting yourself by playing him, so he's the other the only other guy that I like on this squad too at at their price tags <clears throat> on the other side it's similar, but uh it's Luka or bust for me if you're not going to pay up that. 11-4 price tag if you like the other options um, don't really want to get too much exposure to this Dallas team they haven't played in a while um, their their last game played was the 14th so over a week ago and they're just you can't really count on anybody besides Luka uh, Josh Richardson looks pretty nice at a 4-9 price tag but he's been very streaky this year DFS is was starting to play better but then they they had to miss a whole week because they uh, the the whole thing in Texas, uh, Jalen Brunson. Like I don't I don't really trust too many of these guys with this price tag. I think everybody around that those four nine or you know, low fours. I think we have better value out there that we know can produce a little bit better, especially in that Houston game, uh, the game before this, and the game later. I think there's better options out there that we don't have to go. Uh, taking a dart throw at this Dallas team. So I, to me, it's Luka or bust. And looking at Porzingis at 8-5, it's just not safe for me to pay that when there's other options on this slate that I'm either going to pay up for or in the next game that are, aren't, too much, aren't that much more expensive and I know are so much more safer. Uh, so I like Luka in this matchup, but if you're not going to go Luka, then uh, I'm not going to really have much exposure to this Dallas side. All right, that's two games under the books already. So, like I said, we're gonna I'm gonna run through this one fairly quickly. Uh, the next game that we have here starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Miami Heat at the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, and this was the only one we do not have a spread for or an over/under. This is the game that we do not have anything for at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> I forgot to mention that the Dallas Mavericks are on the front end of a back-to-back, and the Oklahoma City Thunder is the only team on the second leg of a back-to-back in this slate. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. As of right now, do not have an injury report for the Thunder. For obvious reasons, we'll probably get that uh, some about 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday. Uh, their first initial injury report. But on the Heat, we have Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic, um, Myers Leonard, Chris Silva all out. Gave Vincent probable and the big news for them and this game. Tyler Hero is questionable. Uh, well, that's going to have some ripple effects on this Heat team. For the Thunder, we can pretty much assume that Al Horford is not going to play on the back end of a back to back. He has yet to do that. Uh, they're just not. They're not pushing him there. So I don't think he's going to play. That means Isaiah Roby should draw the start unless they go Basley at the five. Uh, Kenrick Williams, who's been playing pretty well at the four and then keep the one, two, three the same. Uh, So there's two options there, and I will get to that in a moment because the away team is the Miami Heat. That's who we're going to attack here first. Uh, For me, I think there are four people on this team that I like. Jimmy Butler at 9-2, Bam Adebayo at 8-8, Kendrick Nunn at 5-7, Kelly Olenek at 4-5. If Tyler Hero doesn't play, Kendrick Nunn at 5-7, makes a lot of sense and I really like that play I'm assuming a lot of people are going to like that play as well Uh, he's not facilitating as much but he's shooting and he's shooting a lot yeah he's averaging 14 shots the last three games Uh, the last game he was on fire 10 of 14 5 of 6 from 3 but his last three games 5 of 6 4 of 8 5 of 9 all from distance so he's been on fire right now and if Hero is not playing. That opens up more shots, more ball handling, um, more facilitating for him. So I like him at that price tag. If Hero does play, not too huge on either of them because this matchup can go either way. Uh, but I, th- I think without Hero, Kendrick Nunn becomes a really solid play. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, the matchup is going to favor him, I think at 4-5. he's He saw 29 minutes in the last game. Only shot one of five, but seeing 29 minutes is a step in the right direction. Uh, he wasn't playing as much the last three before that. He played 24, 23, and 14 minutes and didn't play and didn't have many um, good games except for that 24-minute game against the Kings where he put up nearly 36 fantasy points. I think if he's if he's going to see in that twenty high 20s range, that's a good value for him, um, and that's something that we're going to keep an eye on, make sure that Eric Spolster is going to start him, going to play him, and that's news that I want to I want to continue to dig before before lineup blocks because I think 45, uh, I would prefer him at 45 if he's getting the minutes to the guys that I just mentioned in Dallas where uh, it's kind of hit or miss there. Um, <clears throat> and Adebayo and Butler. Adebayo, especially without Al Horford, Isaiah Roby, Darius Basley, they are very athletic, but they are very raw at the same time. Uh, they have a propensity to pick up fouls especially Roby and then Mike Muscala is just not a good defender I think Bam Adebayo is a fantastic play I think a lot of people are going to play Jimmy and rightfully so I will I think there are options a lot of guard options on this slate and I think Bam is a great pivot there I probably I prefer Bam for the versatility in my lineup and I think at eight eight, he could smash this price tag. Assuming Al Horford doesn't play, which I don't think he will. Even if Al Horford plays, I think Bam is in a great spot. But him not playing and having Roby and Baisley on him, I really like that price tag. And I, I'm going to go there quite often, uh, especially in more balanced lineups where you're not overextending to those that Super Saiyan tier. Uh, but Butler also in a great matchup. I'm not really, I, I think Lou Dort is going to draw the—he should draw the— Assignment on him, uh, but he Butler can still put his numbers on Dort. Uh, but I do think bio is the guy I prefer out of these guys. Especially, like I mentioned, I think there's a lot of guards that we're getting to in this slate that uh, you can pivot to and pivot off of Butler for. On the other side of the the court, we have the Thunder. Like I mentioned, I don't think Al Horford plays. They just it's been a running theme. He hasn't been playing, uh, so they have two options here, and I like both of these options. Uh, I like the, that the people that I like on this team are all three of Baisley, Roby, and Kenrick Williams at their price tax. Uh, Baisley's going to be in a pretty good matchup regardless, and I think at 5-6 we can go there. Without Horford, he usually he plays a little bit better. He gets more minutes at the 5. Um, I don't think they're going to play too much Muscala, but he might start at the 5. He, pro- he might start at the 4. We'll see what, how the lineup shakes out, but I think that's a pretty good... Uh, value for him regardless Isaiah Roby if he starts at 4-9 we can't attack there probably pick up some fouls especially against Bam but I think at 4-9 a lot of people are going to go there and especially in cash pretty safe play Uh, he's going to be highly owned so even if he doesn't return extreme value it shouldn't hurt you so I don't mind going Roby especially in cash there Uh, Kenrick Williams at 4k he might find himself in the starting lineup Uh, that's one thing that I want to Keep an eye on out, or an eye out for. He's been playing pretty well. He's been playing consistent minutes lately. Uh, even in this last game, he played uh, a good amount of minutes. So that's something that we need to keep an eye on out for, and maybe basically jumps down to the 5. He starts at the 4. Either way, without Horford, he's going to see extra minutes, and at 4K, I think that's a pretty good price tag. Uh, they do need his defense and his versatility for this matchup, so I don't mind going there as well. But it's something that we'll we'll need to monitor. If he's starting, that that gives him an extra boost there as well. Uh, but and this game starts at nine, so hopefully we have that news in before we have to lock in our initial lineup locks. But I'm looking more towards the front court options on this team. I think Shea uh, with at 84. I think there's other options out there that feel more comfortable with. Uh, and the same with like a Diallo and Dort. At five six five one, I'm not huge on paying those price tags. I don't mind Theo Maladon at four four, but I'm not um, sold on that price tag either. He hasn't shown the willingness to get a bunch of shots up uh, or dish out many assists. He's not he's not being a playmaker as we thought he would be. So I'm not going to really go there. I'm going to stick to those three front court type options. <clears throat> All right, on this. Now we're already through half the games. I'm going to jump on to this next one. This one is the Portland Trail Blazers at the Phoenix Suns. This also starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is the first one that we have both a line and a total. The total is 227.5. And the line is the Suns are 5.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, we don't have anybody for the Suns. And on the Blazers, we have the... Usual suspects: Zach Collins, C.J. McCollum, Joseph Nurkic out, and Harry Giles also joining them on the out list. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to start with the uh, the Blazers in this one. One second there. Yep, starting with the Blazers in this one. And honestly, in the pretty much this whole game, I'm not going to really play many people. This is the one game that I'm not huge on. I know it's a 227 and a half spread. But I think everybody's fairly priced. I'm looking at Lillard, and I'm looking at the matchup, and I'm thinking, though I like him, I think Luka for 500 more is in a better spot. Uh, there are other options at point guard. We, we're we're going to get to the late game, which there's other options over there too. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to have much exposure to Lillard with the other options on the slate going against the Suns. Uh, and then I'm looking up and down this roster. I think everybody's fairly priced. Enos Cantor, 7K. I, I'd rather just go J Val. Uh, Robert Covington finally bumped up to this price that he should be around. And even if he gets a 7K, but he's kind of safe. But at the same time, I don't love the matchup for him. I don't love the matchup for Trent. I don't really want to play many of these Portland guys in this particular matchup. I've been going going at Portland because they've been playing pretty well and they were they weren't priced accordingly. But now. Uh, in this particular matchup, I'm not going to have much exposure to them. Then I'm flipping over onto the other side, Phoenix Suns, and I'm saying same thing. Um, Chris Paul, 7'8", don't hate the price tag, but I don't know how much exposure I'll get to him. If I'm going to have exposure to this game, it would be him. He would be my favorite guy, uh, but I, I'm not huge on all of these guys. I think they're all fairly priced, and the way that the – sons play they just pace you down they're the second other uh, than the bottom two in the league in pace they're in the top five in the league in defense and they're all pitching in and, and doing their own they're doing their jobs and doing them well uh, that's why they're winning games it's they're playing as a team and there's not one guy that's standing out each and every game it's it's a collection and it's kind of a crapshoot um, to who has that big game in a particular night so I'm not, I don't really need to go eight in, even though the matchup is good. I said that a couple nights ago, and he did not great. I said, if he can't beat up on Brooklyn, when can he beat people? He had 16 and 9 in and 35 minutes. Uh, he's just not, he's not getting the shot attempts. I, I can't really go there. Booker, great. Uh, very good matchup as well, but... I think we have we have people we can pay up for over there as well. Um uh, Paul would be the one guy like I mentioned that I'd go for just cuz he's matched up against Lillard and that's the best matchup on the team, but I don't think I want to pay that 782. Uh he's a safe guy, he's a safer guy, but the upside comparatively on the slate just not there. I think th- this is a game that I'm not going to have much exposure to. And that kind of t- uh Weaves us right into this next game, the last game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Charlotte Hornets and the Utah Jazz. We have a line for this one. It's 228.5, and, and the spread is 12.5-point Jazz home favorites, a whopping 12.5 points. Uh, kind of goes without saying that this is going to be the highest spread of the night. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the heat and thunder say, but... Um, is going to be tough to top. On the Charlotte side, we're looking at Scary Terry over 8K. LaMelo Ball, 8.5, over 8.5K. Both of them, Terry's been playing awesome ball, had a bad game that last one. They both missed almost a week of action, and they won without, with Steph leaving right at tip-off. Uh, but I'm, I don't really want either of those two in this matchup. Uh, the The Jazz, one of the best defense. Pretty much the Suns, what I mentioned about the Suns, slow the pace not to to a slightly lesser extent, but a much more efficient extent. Uh, they slow the pace down, they play fantastic defense, and they're just <laughs> slapping teams in the face and, and not letting go. Um, just pinning them down and suffocating them. Pretty much, so I'm not. Re- I don't really want to attack anybody on this team as well. Uh, the one guy I will look at is Gordon Hayward. Uh, he started his career in at Utah. He was very good at Utah, and uh, then he had some injuries afterwards, and it hasn't been. He hasn't been the same since. But a revenge game narrative. He shouldn't have the best defender on the team, uh, even though the Jazz play fantastic team defense. You'll probably see a little bit more of Ingles and a little bit more of. Uh, Bogdanovich, so I think I like him in this matchup, but again I'm not 100% comfortable with it and I'm not really attacking many people on this slate. Uh, You don't know what um, you don't know if this game is going to be a blowout or if this game is going to stay close if they only did what they did against the Warriors after a week off because they didn't have Steph and they didn't have really much of a chance. And then even that, they took a, a Draymond Green gaffe and then a a great shot to win it. So not really touching much on Charlotte. If you do think it's a blowout, maybe you can look at Malik Monk, but he's priced accordingly at four seven. I really was looking at him when I came onto the slate. And then when I saw he was at four seven, I was not as thrilled. I was hoping he was at about four one, four two, four three. I would have definitely attacked him there. Uh, but four seven, I just don't love it. And on the jazz side, I think there's a couple of people that I, I like uh, specifically, the, I mean, we can always look at Mitchell, but again, 12.5-point spread. How long does this game stay close? Uh, if you think it's going to be a competitive game, Mitchell's not bad for them, the more balanced approach. But I do like Rudy Gobert, another option in that 7K range at center. If you're not paying up for Bam, there's really no one on, on Charlotte that can contain Rudy Gobert. Cody Zeller's not a threat. Bismack Biyombo's goofy. Uh, P.J. Washington's too small if they put him at center. Rudy Gobert is going to have a field day, rebounding, being a defensive menace, and uh, he's going to get more than his fear of easy looks at the basket. Even though he's not a big shot attempt taker, we'll get some easy easy putbacks and easy uh, buckets in this game, I believe. And the other guy that I really am looking at over here is Bogdanovich. At 5'3", uh, now that we have Conley back, now that Ingles is back on the bench, Clarkson is back on the um back in his role. I think Bogdanovich gets extra shots in here. Uh the, the Hornets are gonna look more at stopping Mitchell, trying to contain Gobier, uh looking out for Conley. I think Bogdanovich gets quite a few open shots here. And for however long this game stays close and competitive. I like him at that price tag, at that 5-3 price tag, uh, a little bit more than some of the other guys we mentioned over there uh, on, on Dallas and Houston who are a little bit cheaper. But I think no, we know what this guy is. He, he shoots the ball. Uh, when he's not shooting, he's not doing great. But this is a matchup that we can look for him to get about 13 shots as long as it's competitive. And quite a few of those shots to be open. And he's going to get some good looks, so I don't mind going his way here and Gobert for the reasons I mentioned. Outside of that, I think everybody's pretty much priced accordingly. It's a a game that is kind of scary to attack outside of GPPs, uh, especially in cash, because it can go either way. It can be lopsided very quick. And uh, for cash especially, it's hard to attack a team that could just blow the roof off the other team's door and have their, their star players play under 30 minutes especially on a six game slate where we do have four or five guys that are over 10 K uh, <clears throat> and on to this last game. And before I get to those last game, I do want to tell you, let you guys know, uh, give us a rate review, uh, go to Apple podcasts, wherever you're listening, give us a rate review, tell us what you like, what you don't like. We're trying to incorporate that and, or get rid of the stuff that you don't like. Um, and, we also want to uh, just see what, what we can improve on and all that stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention the injury report for the Hornets. Now that I'm saying that, I I, I get to remind myself. Uh, Devontae Graham is doubtful for this one. So we should be seeing a similar formula of what we saw in the last one. And on the, the Jazz, there's no one of relevance that is, is missing. But Devontae Graham is a big one that's doubtful. I don't think he's going to play in this one, so... Um, adjust accordingly <clears throat> also if you want to go follow us on twitter we have a bunch of hoopball accounts uh, you can follow me at Santino on uh, and hoopball we have all team accounts all um, our fantasy accounts and all that good stuff and definitely check out us the discord if you are a hoopball member this is where we help you with that late breaking news and all the stuff that comes out after this after the article all that good stuff uh, as we know this season has been extremely challenging and, and different to, uh, to get a read on, especially because everything changes all the time. <clears throat> but here we are with the last game of the night. We have the Washington Wizards who are on a hot streak right now. Uh, don't, take, don't sleep on them, East, because they're, they're trying to make a, a run at it now. And the Los Angeles Lakers. And this is a 225 and a half spread are over-under, and the Lakers are seven-point home favorites. On the injury report, we do not have anybody for the Lakers as of yet, but they did submit it uh, late, and we saw a couple people like LeBron James. He's probable for this one as usual. Kyle Kuzma is probable for this one. Markeef Morris is probable for this one. And on the Wizards, we have Thomas Bryan, Ish Smith out. And those are long-term injuries, so they're going to be there for a while. Um, and in Bryant's case, all year. So we'll start with the, the Wizards side. Um, it, it's back to being Westbrook Beal. Now that they're healthy, now that they're playing a lot. Oh, and the Wizards are on the front end of a back-to-back, as are the Blazers. Um, but it's back to being Westbrook Beal. So pick your poison on both of them. I think Westbrook has the better matchup. Uh, he's looking a little bit better. I I've, I think he's accepted who he is now, that he's a little bit of an older player, and he's not the explosive, explosive Westbrook that we've seen. And once Westbrook loses his explosiveness that, that we could have— pegged a while ago that he's not going to be that guy. He's just not a reliable shooter uh, and all that stuff. But at 10 one, I think he has a better matchup than Bradley Beal though. Bradley Beal is just unconscious this year. No one can stop him. I don't mind going with either of them. And I also don't mind not going with them. I think uh, in GPPs I'll, I'll I'll go more like Westbrook Um, cash. I might lean a little bit on the other side uh, and balance out a little bit more in this this environment, this slate. Uh, but if you're going to attack this game, obviously on this side of the ball, it's, it's Westbrook or Beal. There's not really much I like outside of them. Uh, this, the center position is just jumbled. This game starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't know who's going to start right now. Uh, probably not going to get it until game time. They keep switching between Lopez, Wagner, and Len. Last couple games, Len, or Wagner started but he hasn't been playing a ton of minutes in them. So he played 11-3 in the last two starts. Uh, Len started a couple games before that, Robin Lopez before that. That whole center position is a mess right now. Um, We're we're getting more looks at Rui Hashimura and and, uh, Davis Bertans in the starting lineup together, which is pretty good. Uh, But I don't really trust Bertans at 5-4 in this type of game. He's a shooter, and until unless that you can look at the matchup and say, yeah, he's gonna get a ton of open shots. I don't feel comfortable paying five four when we have people who do a lot more around there. I just don't think Rui is that good. So five nine, I I'll go in any other direction. Uh, so I'm not gonna li- I don't like him there. And then there's just there's just not much on this team outside of Westbrook and Beale. Uh so we don't have to keep harping on them. But in better matchups and better environments, we can look to those guys, but not particularly here and the center position. I wouldn't mind taking a shot at any of them. If I knew one of them was going to be playing more, if we knew which one was going to be playing more on a particular night, I wouldn't mind it under 4k. They all have talent. They just have to see the minutes. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, it's it, usually a similar story, but we don't have Anthony Davis and we won't have Dennis Schroeder in this one. Uh, so there's a lot to like here. Uh, we can't, LeBron James at 10-4 in the juiciest of juicy matchups against whoever the Wizards are trying to throw at him. Uh, Westbrook is too small. Bale is too small. Davis Bertans, who's starting at small forward. Good luck. I mean, LeBron is probably the safest in this game to produce, especially with no Davis, no Schroeder. So I, I really love LeBron here. You can attack him in cash and GPPs. Uh, Kyle Kuzma at 6-7. Not the huge, biggest upside at 6-7 now. Uh, he, he, can, he can get you 30 to 40 points, but 6-7, I think we have better options there. Uh, Harrell at 5-8, Gasol at 4-2. I don't mind taking stabs at either of them in this particular matchup. The three guys I mentioned for the Wizards, I said I like them. They put up numbers, but they don't play great defense, and they get numbers put up on them. That's why they don't have the consistent minutes. So I don't mind going at either of these guys. I think 5-8 and 4-2 for Hero and Gasol are very solid price tags. I'll have my sh- fair share of either of them. I do like a lot of the centers, uh, uh, not a lot, a few of the centers that are more expensive on this slate. So I don't know how much exposure I'll have. But if I am paying for a lot of these guards and not going big at the center, those are two guys that I will attack a lot <clears throat> at their nice price tags. Uh, and then you can keep going down. I mean, Caldwell Pope is taking on a bigger responsibility. Now that Dennis Schroeder is not there, Alex Caruso. Uh, these guys are at three, nine and four K Taylor Horton Tucker. If you think this game stays double digits, most of the time, he, he hasn't been doing great, but at three, seven and this, this in particular environment, he's worth a possible shot. Uh, I I do think Caruso and I do think um, Caldwell Pope are safer, but THT has some upside and, that's probably where I'll look uh, at the most. I, I, I like uh, LeBron, and then you have the two bigs, and then one of these guys, the uh, one of these smaller guys, Tucker, Pope, Caruso at four four k three nine and three seven, which is a cheap GPP dart throw or a cheap um, lineup filler if you're trying to squeeze in a lot of this top end talent that we have on the slate. <clears throat> but yeah, that does it for our six game slate. I Think we did this one in. Um, about nearly forty minutes it was pretty quick, but we have a lot to go over on this uh, on this Monday new week slate, and we'll have to wait on a lot of the news uh we don't have a ton of news to come out, but there's always stuff that just changes on a dot like if you played Steph Curry on Saturday, I feel bad. It just it it is what it is, and we we can't even change that at that point. It was after lineup lock, ten minutes after lineup lock, and right before the game was tipping off. Um, but that's what we, every time I mention we have to wait for the news, we have to wait for the news. A lot of it is stuff that we don't even know we're waiting for. We're just waiting, and things change on a dime in this in this season. So um, that's what I mean a lot when I say wait for the news, wait for the news. Even if you're saying to yourself, Santino. You just told me there's really not many news. You're, you're telling me the news. What, what, am I, what else am I waiting for? I don't know. And that's the crazy thing about this season. I don't always know what I'm waiting for. I just know I'm waiting for something. Uh, but keep an eye, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open and see what comes up because something it seems like something always comes up. And that's the best news I can give to you guys. And I guess um, before I head on out of here. I do want. I, I'll throw in a couple of some of my favorite favorite guys to target. Um, <clears throat> I think Bam Adebayo on a GPP. It's one of my favorite guys uh, over 8K to target. I don't know how much exposure people are going to have to them looking at that game, thinking it's going to be a blowout. But he's going to be in a fantastic matchup, especially if uh, Al Horford does not play. Uh, a couple other guys I, I like. Uh, J Val, similar, under 8K, 7-2. I think that's a fantastic price tag for him against a Dallas front court that hasn't been great at stopping people uh, in the paint. All right, guys, and I think um, another guy for for super, super cheap guys, uh, the two guys under 4K that I'm targeting the most before we hear any news, Justice Winslow at 3-6, not just because – he he's back and ooh it's just a though. but if he's going to play 21 minutes and i know he's going to play against backups that's a pretty good price tag for me at the moment when he starts getting higher then i don't know cuz i don't trust his injury history at the moment but right now if he's going to see 20 or to 23 minutes at 36 i can i can deal with him and pj tucker especially if demarcus cousins doesn't play at 35 great price tag uh not huge upside but a guy that you can plug in and won't hurt you and those are some of the guys that i'm looking at right now and again we'll see what happens when the news breaks but thank you guys for joining us and tomorrow night we'll have mike and will on for you for our tuesday slate thank you guys for joining us and we will catch you again